Good afternoon, everyone. Today is an exciting day for the National Hockey League. I am delighted to announce that this morning, the Board of Governors unanimously approved a plan of expansion that will bring a National Hockey League team to Seattle, Washington, to play beginning in the 2021-2022 season. Seattle, the NHL is thrilled to welcome you. I know, obviously, that those words are words that the passionate and patient fans in Seattle have longed to hear. So today is a day for celebration in a great city that adores Welcome back to the Blue Line Hockey Club, folks. We got another exciting episode tonight, episode 97, boys. And we got all the usual suspects sitting in the house with us tonight. We've got our producer, Patrick Uncle Sullivan. What's up, Patrick? Aloha. And the local nerd on staff, our IT guy, Robbie Pete Peters. What's up, Pete? Hey, how you doing, man? And the all around sports guru, Derek D Train. He too. What's up, D Train? What's up, sweetos? And your host of the Blue Line Hockey Club tonight, Mark the Doctor Morley. Oh, doctor. Yeah. Hey, boys, we got a very special guest with us tonight. We've got the guy, the grassroots of uh, bringing Seattle to um, the NHL world. And we have John Barr tonight. What's up, John Barr? How's it going, boys? Pleasure to be here. Yeah, Welcome, man. So are you quarantining out there in Seattle or what's up out there? Oh yeah, we were uh, we were early adopters. I think it kind of kind of <laughs> broke here first. So uh, yeah, we've been shut down for about forty nine days now. So wow. yeah. Quite, yeah, it's a long time. We've been using you guys for guinea pigs because you were first. <laughs> that's all. That's all those Seattle people. Who Somebody had to be first. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of beer, John. That's a lot of beer. Yeah. yeah. Have you been tested? No, 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 no. Not that, no. not that bad. Yeah. I saw your nose. Was, yeah. I saw your nose is running a little bit. But. Yeah, I'm coughing. <laughs> yeah. Blurry. Yeah. If I pass out, call the cops. <laughs> Can't go to the yard, though. All right. Yeah. So, um, you know, we've been dealing with this COVID-19 thing too. No, no hockey, no sports in general. I mean, it's what are you finding on TVs? I mean, it's like. Impractical Jokers episode 175. I've seen them all. You know, just struggling for for sports right now. So um, we can't wait to get hockey back. I think camp starts what the 15th, boys. Yeah, they've been mentioning something like that. Yeah, yeah, I've heard it. I don't know. I mean, I've seen it. I'm hoping it starts. They're talking about coming back. I don't know when it's happening, but hopefully soon. Yeah, something, anything, right? What do you think? What do you think, John? Do you think they should play the season out? Do you think they should just bump the right to playoffs? Or what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I just miss hockey. Anyway, you know, any way that's safe <laughs> yeah. and any way it can get it. Like honestly, I'm yeah. I'm pretty open to anything. Like I don't mind if it starts in July as long as they 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 do it. Like, you know, the worst part of my year is the off season. Honestly, yeah. it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just excited to if if there's is a, you know some camps going on in May, and then we we can roll into some kind of playoff, even if it's, you know, kind of a half-assed tournament type thing. 
I'm just itching to watch it because I can't I can't do the old stuff anymore, right? I've done enough of that on. Yeah, on, I can't watch that shit. Yeah, it's bad. It's really bad too. <laughs> Things have changed. I, yeah, I'm with yeah. you, man. Like on, on Twitter today, I think NHL doc, you know, the NHL put out a, like a tweet that said like, "What game would you rather watch?" And I I just kind of responded, "I'm like, I'm sick of watching old shit." I think I know how the games man. end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I don't mind what looking at watching some of like the old old games when they're like the glass was like uh, very low and the old and they're like, like tackling each other yeah, on the ice. Like, yeah, exactly. Like I, I could watch that for like ten minutes and like holy shit! Like how did they not break their ankles? Like that was just they were you might as well just duct tape their feet to uh, uh, a metal blade. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm with you guys. So much uh, of the old stuff. Let's, you know, this is what this is primetime hockey right now. This, you know, May first, uh, grilling up, getting ready for. Some we'd be hockey. we'd be mid second round at this time, right? Uh, we'd be mid second round. Every time of year. I guess yeah. if we can take a positive, the off season will be short, right? So if they do play again, you know, maybe. they're talking about starting it up, maybe, like, yeah. yeah, pushing maybe. it back to November or some some shit. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's all up in the air. What's going well, on? Let's now? talk a little bit about. Yeah, go ahead, Pat. No, as you say, what's going on? I I see John that Seattle has uh, their own website now on the NHL.com, which is pretty cool. You can click on it. It just shows like some construction going on and maybe just some you know nothing too crazy, but they have a they have a website on the NHL.com, so that's cool. But what's what's going on out there with the stadium? I see they got a roof up there. Um, well, they had to keep the roof because it was a historical landmark, um, but they basically dug a huge ass hole underneath it and they're digging deeper to make it wider and bigger. Right. So before it was like a lopped arena that had like the lopped off side or the, the they were playing into one wall, similar to um, Barclays in for the Islanders play in Brooklyn. Sure. And it just sucked. So that's where the Thunderbirds played. It just wasn't big enough. Um, and there's a lot of talk about the basketball team. The Sonics owner made it intentionally too small so that an NHL team wouldn't come in. Uh-huh. So it's it's amazing how $930 million can, like, fix that problem <laughs> by digging a huge hole. They're making it super wide. It's going to be it's going to be kind of intimate. It's about 18,000 that will seat capacity, but it's going to be super modern and pretty, pretty badass. But the hole is so massive. When you go by it, you don't even recognize it because it's right on the Seattle Center campus, which is where the Space Needle is. They have a bunch of other parks and stuff. Um, so that's like their big project right now. And and through this COVID stuff, that only was like down, like they paused on it for four days and then it was kind of deemed essential because they're basically putting the, the roof up on stilts that are intended to be relatively temporary. It was safe, but it's like not something you really want to push the envelope, like, (laughs) especially when it's raining and stuff and nobody's monitoring it. So, so they're, they're getting that going. And you know, the the target is they, they haven't given a a hard date when that's going to be done, but it should be done. uh, I'd say late summer, 2001 or 2021 for the, for the initial season. Uh, And then another project they have going on is the practice facility, practice facility three sheets in the city of Seattle and Seattle doesn't have any ice right now, nothing in the city limits, but this was going to be a pretty awesome location where it's three sheets and it's going to be where the headquarters are. 
So that's also coming on online and they're kind of digging on that one. But that one was paused for about a month. And I think that one's on a tighter type timeline. It's not as gnarly as the project about, you know, the, the arena, but it's a shorter time window and they need to be, you think they would need to be open for um, the rookie camps probably in July of 2021, assuming kind of the same timeline. So, so there's a lot of construction going on right now. Um, I guess so. And so that's, that's kind of what the big thing is on the, on the construction site. And then they also have uh, a AHL facility that they're, they're going to be building in Palm Springs for that first year. But that one, I don't believe has even started yet. And I think this COVID thing really screws it up. So I think that that's a bit, a, a bit of a kind of a, a, a yellow flag, if you will, like that might not be ready. And, and I'm sure there's some mitigation things. Maybe they open the first two months on the road, but that's, that's what's going on on the main, on the kind of facility site. So it's pretty, it's pretty exciting, but it's also slow, right? Watching, watching them make a huge building is, is not the, the, the most entertaining. Palm Springs, Washington, where's California? No, it's in, in California. Yeah. Oh yeah. Palms. Okay. Yeah, so, because they're going to keep it with those uh, California teams, or sorry, the so AHL has a bunch of California teams right now, and mm-hmm. including Tucson, Arizona, and it keeps it centralized for like a bus league type thing. So it's kind of, uh, it's a it's a pretty good spot because it's it's clustered with the other other teams, so not a lot of time traveling. So does Palm Springs kick in on that arena? Uh, the money wise, you mean? Yeah, city. Uh, I it's a. It's uh, tribal land, so you never know what kind of <laughs> finances are going on there. But uh, it's it's kind of tied to a casino as well. So. I was gonna say, let's say, put a hey. casino there. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Don't ask, don't tell, right? Yeah. yeah I don't know. <laughs> Take the money from the casino, wander it into the yeah. HL team. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, watching Ozarks, by the way. I haven't yeah, watched yeah. Ozarks. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, you always gotta have the casino. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, in the three sheets in in downtown. Uh, Seattle, that'll be pretty cool. I mean, that'll bring in some minor hockey opportunities, tournaments, uh, you know, all levels of hockey, obviously. Um, but, you know, when they have those new practice facilities, they're, they're almost like state of art, state of the art now. Um, they're not just a single sheet and they can host major events. And, you know, that's huge for the for the city and for the growth of hockey out in the West Coast. Yeah, and they're yeah, going to so do the subway too, right, John? Or, or not subway, yeah, the monorail? So it's, it, yeah, it's a light rail. So there's a light, light rail, rail that's going to kind of connect the two. There's even a monorail that's like okay. goes like in the downtown areas. Like if you're staying in a hotel downtown or you work downtown, you can pop the monorail. And that's Huge. an interesting thing you brought up is that you can use your game day ticket to use that to, to get to the games. And they're really encouraging public transit because it's that's like cool. in this dense location. I don't know if you've been to TD Garden, but it reminds me of TD Garden where it's like kind of in a, in a very busy area. And sure. so sure. Yeah. so they're trying to make people and, and we need to be more kind of conscious because Seattle's so congested right now, but really trying to drive that public transit. And and the thing is, I would do it because I'm like right on a bus line. It would make it easy. And I go, yeah, I take you a can bus have as many beers as you want. That's yeah. right. That's that's the more important thing. Yeah. Definitely going to encourage more drinking and more fun. At yeah. The yeah, yeah. Spend more too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spend I mean, more money. We've talked about that numerous times. Um, you know about Ottawa. Ottawa is way yeah. out in Canada, um, west yeah. of Ottawa. So it's tough to go. You know, I want to say it's a good 
15 miles. I don't know what that is in kilometers, 30, but uh, <laughs> it, it's pretty far it's west. It's pretty far west of the city. And, and when we were talking about Seattle, John, um, just that alone is significant for um, getting fans there, especially. And I didn't even know that you could use your ticket. That's huge. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, and I think I don't think it's going to be a problem in Seattle. I think it's going to be a huge market out there. I think I think it's going to be pretty sick, and I'm excited. Yeah, I mean the, the they they when the ticket drive happened, it was I think April 2021 or uh, April 2018. Yeah, April 2018, I think the ticket drive just went gangbusters, and they had yeah. like 32,000 deposits in like an hour, wow. and. <laughs> Even I was surprised, right? I was terrified, honestly, going into that because <laughs> all this work I've been doing, bring, rallying the community, it's like, what if nobody shows up, right? Like yeah. literally the night before the ticket drive, I was losing sleep. I, I literally paid out of my own pocket advertising to make sure people knew <laughs> on my Facebook page, you know? And I was, so it was wild. I was just like, I was just like, man, what if they don't show? Like, this is, this is my moment. And what if it doesn't happen? So and like I was, I, I was part of a kind of a, a special event the, the day the ticket drive happened, and they raised uh, an NHL um, flag up on the Space Needle. So I got to go up to the Space Needle, and I was there was a couple of the owners like Jerry Bruckheimer was up there, and then yeah. there were some other um, you know constitu or some politicians. Is that your picture on uh, NHL? You got on NHL.com, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so yeah, that was that was the day. But so that was that happened an hour after the tickets went on online, and by then everybody knew like holy, I swear on this. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Like holy <laughs> shit. Like like even the owners were like, do you see this? They 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 couldn't believe it, right? So it was like one of the moments where I was like, holy shit, they can't say no now, right? Because there was yeah, some good right. things going up until that, but it wasn't until that where I'm like, okay. There ain't shit to do anymore, right? I I got it. It's it's good. We're getting a team, and then it was just a question of when. So it was pretty awesome. So how does that work? Thirty-two thousand uh, tickets, eighteen thousand seats. Like, yeah. So where where they putting a, what are they what are they putting a deposit on? Like uh, waiting list or what? Well, they they eventually I think they cut it off at like forty-two or so, thirty-six or something something like that because they're like. <laughs> Uh, we don't know what to do. Um, so what they might end up doing is uh, partitioning seats. So like, you know, maybe the first 8,000 get full season tickets and then they say, okay, the next 2,000 get half ticket, half season tickets and kind of divvy it up that way. Yeah, so it gets more people in the building because it would suck if there's only 18,000 people that ever get to see hockey in this town. Right. Yeah. Um, so what's nice is is they're thinking about that, trying to get more people in the in the arena just to experience it. Because honestly, like 44 games included that includes the preseason. That's a lot of games to commit to, and so yeah. some people probably would appreciate just a kind of a smaller game pack. Yeah, sure. especially you get a quarter pack. You know, it's not so expensive. You know, depending on their financial yeah. situation. I know like most of the teams do that because they're trying to just drive sales. Like if you look at Ottawa, I mean, they're begging for fans. They have all kinds of packages you can buy instead of the full season. Yeah. So, I heard yeah. I heard something in about Montreal that every time they have a season ticket holder roll off, they they split it into two different packages so that it gets more people an opportunity to see it. And that, yeah. that's interesting. I heard that in Montreal about Montreal. I don't know if it's con true or not, but that's what they told me. Would make sense though. I mean, 
John, where are we at as far as naming this franchise, man? As far as uh, you know, what what the that, uh, that, yeah, I mean, who, who's the mascot gonna be? Stuff you know, shit like that. What's going on with that? Stuff? Where yeah, the fuck the Kraken coming from, anyway? Yeah, I, it's been around for a long time. Like I've heard <laughs> it for over five years, so uh, it's not something original. Now. <laughs> That that is the million dollar question, and and there's there's the fans here are like so adamant about it and want to hear it and blah blah blah. And I could have almost guaranteed we would have heard it by now if it, if this COVID stuff didn't break down, because yeah. I think it had they were planning on naming it right between the regular season ends and the playoffs of this season, so that would have been like first week in April. But I think the whole thing's kind of thrown off. And there was a statement even, even released today that said they're still, it's in the legal process with the league. So they, the team has essentially handed it to the league on what they, what they're kind of asking for final approval. Um, and then they need to be considered about how do you launch it sure. in the current environment? Because I'm sure they had a big party plan because they've done a couple sure. of these yeah. things where when they announced uh, Ron Francis as the GM, they had him, you know, at a big party that, that evening and, like a huge beer hall. It was pretty cool. But um, I, I, I know they, they were probably do something big, but you can't really do that now. And you're not even sure when you can do that. So I think they're going to release the name soon. I think, I think it could become, um, if they do have the training camps, like a, a, a hybrid NHL training camp before the playoffs, I think we could hear the name in that time frame because it would That's make cool. sense where it's hockey starting to get back in, you know, part of the sports culture and, and sports news and then just drop the name because I think they're going to have it ready. So that's that's where we're at. I honestly have no idea what it's going to be, and I've distanced myself from from caring yeah, about the name because it was like always about – I always felt it was like determining where you're going to spend your money before winning the lottery. It's like <laughs> I got to win the lottery first, and so I've distanced myself from it, and I'm like, well, I don't care. I'm going to like the team no matter what. But uh, a couple of the, the boys over here and I joke about – we just call them the crap weasels. Because I'm like, I, I said, oh, I'm gonna just like the team no matter what they call it. And I'm like, and somebody's like, oh, so like the crap weasels. I'm like, I guess. So <laughs> that's the name until further notice. Nice. Yeah. So there's no coach yet, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, nope, not yet. I would expect that to kind of come around this summer. Uh, Lavillette's out there. Uh, Gallant's out there, but he was interviewing with with Jersey. So, and I think there's a few others, Boudreaux, maybe, I don't know, but I, I think, I think that'll happen probably before, before Christmas, right? Kind yeah. of time frame. So. Hang on a few minutes, New Jersey will have another coach. So. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> they haven't fired anybody during the Corona. <laughs> uh, yeah. Not allowed, they're not allowed to, or else they probably would. <laughs> yeah. So it seems like they're all getting geared up. Where, yeah. The, it sounds uh, like things getting like, together out there. What about yeah. the fans? You know, the fans getting excited to hear more from the local people that are kind of chopping at the bit to get some hockey out there. You know, definitely. But but the naming kind of without a name, like people are having some challenges with it, right? Like, I think they're they're kind of like, I want a name, I want a name, I want to buy gear and stuff like that. So they're, yeah. they're kind of yeah. frustrated, to be honest, because yeah. it kept on kind of getting pushed out. But you know, we still have junior hockey here. We have the Thunderbirds and the Everett Silvertips. So. You know, those teams, Everett was doing really well. They, they had a good chance of going far in the WHL um, this year. And then Seattle's always had a good team. Like Matthew Barzal played there. But people are excited. People are getting excited. You know, I'm hoping youth hockey, it kind of starts to uh, 
even put a jolt into youth hockey in the area. We're kind of at capacity for a lot of the, the youth and adult hockey, but there's two sheets coming on that we're planning on to come online this summer from one association 12 miles uh, east of here. And then the three sheets are coming. So that's almost going to like increase our, our sheets by over 50% in a matter of two years. And so we need to flood that with people, right? So, so I, I'm, I see a little bit more excitement. I do, I get involved with the learn to play um, for a girls hockey association, which is super fun because they're like, nobody's told them they're a girl and they shouldn't be playing. Like they're out there <laughs> having a ball and just enjoying yeah. it and like excelling oh, yeah. really quick. So it's pretty cool to see, but I think that's been getting a little bit more excitement. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of build up right now. And so I think when a neat name came comes, we're going to see a lot more. So uh, that's, that's kind of a little bit where we're at as far as the fans go. I think it's, and I think it's just amazing. Like when, like one of the great, you know, kind of under the radar things that happens when an NHL franchise goes to a different city is that you pick up, you know, it's the minor hockey that comes as a result of that, you know, and out in Seattle, I mean, you guys are, you know, a lot of transplants out there from different areas. You got a lot of hockey people out there that are, aren't from Seattle originally and stuff. It, it, it can be an excellent, you know, feeder system to all the different levels of hockey. So I, I think that's great. I mean, you know, little kids, <clears throat> whether you're a boy or a girl, it doesn't matter anymore. I mean, girls hockey is tremendous yeah. now. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that, yeah. I think it's like, a, yeah. I think it's like an exponential token to what bringing a franchise to a city brings, you know, it sure. brings not only the, not, not only the, you know, the NHL franchise, but it brings like this whole movement of young hockey players, For sure, young talent, fans, everything. It's, it's so much more of a vacuum than you even realize. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I look at, at Vegas. I don't know if you've ever looked at the USA hockey numbers, but Vegas is special, right? Because they won and it was like this great moment, but they like essentially doubled the number of people playing in, in a year. Right. Yeah. And, I, and I'm sure they're, they're limited based on the sheets that they have because they didn't have much to begin with. And so, I mean, I think the, the Golden Knights have opened, a, they're opening up another facility, the AHL, they're moving their AHL team there. Like, and and it's going to be it's going to be a lot of growth down, I've seen down there, and that's kind of a smaller population base. You can imagine the impact of Seattle, and we even have places like Portland, Oregon, which are are pretty big areas. It's only three hours away. They're gonna they're gonna kind of kind of be in our market and and probably get a lot of coverage there too. So absolutely, Huge. absolutely, yeah, yeah. And it's not even just that, you know, it's the local bars. Um, it's just the whole economy on Seattle for people going out and sell, you know, you know, limited seats like we were talking about. So we're you're going to go to a pub and watch the game and, you know, everyone's going to have their jerseys yeah. on. And so it's huge. It's huge. And I'm excited yeah. to be in Raleigh, North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny you say that because, you know, I have a huge hockey uh, friends, right? I have tons of hockey friends. They're from Toronto. They're from Chicago. They're from Wisconsin. They're from all over and rarely can we all watch and root for the same team. We'll go out to the bars and kind of watch hockey, but imagine like I've never been around that environment where we're all rooting for the same team. Right. And so I'm super excited for that. And not to mention the city and the town. Right. Cause I, I remember walking from about like 10 or 15 blocks in a kind of a dense area where there's a couple bars and it was like July or something. 
and the Mariners are on, right? Every single bar I walked through, walked by, Mariners were on. And and then yeah. right now in the winter, we don't have anything. Yeah. We really don't. And so now there's going to be hockey on. Dude, right? yeah. And so it, think about that and that impact. People casually like, oh, there's hockey. I should check it out. So kind right. of thing. So Absolutely. that's the stuff that just has, has kept me going all these years. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of nice if you say you're a Toronto fan and you're living in Seattle. Now you can jump ship and root for a team, even though, you know, it's a little easier to say, well, hey, now I'm a Seattle fan because it's their first year opposed to being like, oh, I'm going to be a Rangers fan now because they're winning. Right. So you're not jumping on the bandwagon. Right. It's like, okay, well, I'm a fan because I live here and they just started a team and your buddies aren't going to pick on me as much. You guys think you're for sympathy, too. Yeah. Do you think they're going to have high expectations? Do you guys think they're going to have high expectations with Vegas, what they did? I think it's impossible not to. Um, You know, I I think I think it's pretty challenging. Like uh, my expectation is are that they are kind of in contention in March for a playoff spot. Right. That that's what I would love to see. I'd be super excited if that's they're playing meaningful games in March. I would be stoked. Right. Sure. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) you know, because it's it's about building for the. I always think about building through the draft and for the future. So you don't want to kind of go out like. I, I don't know. Vegas proved me my theory wrong, but uh, I don't know. That was. I mean, nobody picked them to be that yeah. good. Yeah. Right. And they George, George McPhee should have bought a lottery ticket. I mean, he. Yeah. yeah I know yeah. he's a great GM. Don't get me wrong. Um, his son plays at BC. Actually, I think he. I forget who he got drafted by, but uh, I think. I don't think it doesn't matter who you put in there, to be honest with you, as a GM. I think I think they got lucky. What do you think? What do you guys think? Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of it is a lot of it is luck. They got to choose from, you know, the, the middle wedge of every team. They got, well, the they got some right, yeah, they got some right picks. They got a lot of good players, you know. So Seattle's gonna benefit the same way. They're gonna get to choose from you know, every player's sweet spot, the second and third lines. And if you can put a bunch of them together in a, a meaningful way, you've got a good team. Yeah. That's what Vegas did. So Yeah, what do you, you know, think about, like, all the, all the other GMs now watching the uh, expansion draft with Vegas, knowing how they went about the draft, how they kind of manipulated getting those players um, now the GMs have gone through it once. Well, I'm going to protect this guy or like the, the Lundquist thing, what they're playing with their goalie situation there. They're kind of figuring out which goalies they want to go in their expansion draft, right? Because, you know, that's all on everybody's minds now. It's like, okay, well, we got an expansion coming. We're going to lose somebody. Who do we want to lose? Let's get position for it now. Um, where, you know, maybe before Vegas, people weren't as aware of how to make the moves. Yeah, I mean, a lot. I think a lot of the, the buzz was about not, like, not doing the side deals, right? There were so many side deals that were made, you know, the William Carlson or, um, you know, the Alex Tuck in Minnesota and, and Eric Halla instead of taking Matt Dumba. And so a lot of people are like, oh, the, the GMs are just going to leave their – protect their guys and not worry about a side deal. Well, that's all well and good unless you have somebody that's really good as that person that's unprotected. And now, and this is a crazy thing with, with COVID, you obviously, there's going to be some impact to the salary cap in some capacity in the next year or two. And that could have long range impacts. And so now there's a bunch of teams that are like at the cap limit and they need to dump salary. And so Seattle doesn't have any salary. Right. And so they could, they could, 
hey, we'll give you this prospect that's a really good guy if you take this salary, right? And that's what happened with some of those deals in Vegas. Sure. Yeah, that's a great point. I think what you also have too, John, is, you know, Seattle, like, you know, in pro sports, you got, you know, a lot of free agents and, and players in general just want to be in like really good cities. Seattle's a hell of a city. They got to, sure. you know, you have, you have a, you know, you have a great football team out there, you know, so you yeah, got, you, you have like, it, it's kind of the same thing as Vegas, you know, like people want to be there, you know, it's you not like, the right pieces, exactly. Sure. It's not like, yeah. you know, my yeah. buddy, my buddy, Robbie Pete up there, you know, he's a big Buffalo Bills fan, you know, like it's a hard, it's, it's, it's a hard sell building a team there, you know, because it's a tough place <laughs> yeah. to live and shit like Fucking that. Buffalo. But, Exactly. Seattle. Snow, you know, it's Seattle. snowed there today. Yeah, I mean, it, it snowed <laughs> yesterday, and I think they're going to get four inches tomorrow. But, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's Seattle's a great place football to live. Football weather, baby. It's football weather. Absolutely. Yeah. But Seattle's a great place to live. So, I mean, you got that. You have an advantage there. So, I think that's going to yeah. play into it. The intimate setting, you know, we let, we know Seattle with the Seahawks likes to pump in a little noise volume into their stadium, perhaps. Yep. Being a cheap, being yep. a Chiefs fan, I understand that. But anyways, <laughs> they, you know, they like an intimate setting, and I think that intimate setting improves, you know, improves the experience. And I overall, being a great city, being a great environment, having a having other sport teams there that are, you know, a great pull. You're gonna have free agents wanting to play there, people coming yeah. out of college that want to go there, you know. So that's 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 big. So they, they, I I can see Seattle having success early, and I, I think I'm sure John, you would agree with that. Yeah, I mean that's what they're hoping for, and, and I think even that we going back to the practice facility, they want to make it like a destination and a cool place to play. Three so I think there still. there's definitely some of that. Nice yeah, ball. yeah, and even with the 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 AHL facility, right? So maybe some some young college guys. They're like, well, if I'm going to play in the AHL, I'd rather play in some warm spot, right? Yeah. Like, like yeah. Palm Springs, where I can golf <laughs> like every day, right? Yeah. Now they're not the only team about that, but like they're thinking about this whole package thing. Um, yeah. And yeah, you're right. The city kind of sells itself once you get out here. And in with the junior hockey circuit, the uh, WHL out here, a lot of a lot of the players have been through here that that played in the WHL, so they've probably seen it firsthand. And and I and I do think. We're super, the sports fans are super loyal to their local team here. Like, yep. I mean, the Seahawks fans are almost like annoying because they're so committed <laughs> to the team and winning does that. Let's just be honest. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, it helps. But, you know, and if the Mariners ever win, like it might be interesting, like, cause, cause they're, they support them really well. It's just been so long since they won. So, yeah. um, I mean, I, I do think it's going to be part of that that in, that culture here and sports is, is and they're really committed. And and there's a lot of people out here who don't know their hockey fans yet. Right. I've just never had a reason to watch it. And so that's going to sure. be exciting to see kind of fans just literally jump on and be like, let's go. Because once they get into the playoffs, I mean, I I, I didn't become a hockey fan until I was older. Um, and so I know once I saw playoffs hockey i'm like holy shit this sport is insane yeah and there's nothing like stanley cup playoffs and so hell no you know if you just give them a reason to watch a little bit they're gonna be like so hooked right so yeah i got a a good story about that like i live in (laughs) south florida and i went to a panthers game and the amount of people there that i could tell that weren't hockey people were watching hockey you know so i'm sitting in there 
you know, watching the game and I'm listening to all these people around me and I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? They don't know what the fuck they're talking. They don't even know what offsides is, you know, but they were so into the game, you know, and I'm sitting there judging them like these people don't even know what hockey is. Like they got their jerseys on, they, they're all geared up. Like they don't, they've never played a, a game, of, you know, just so new to the sport, but they, they were into it. Yeah. yeah they, they had the finger going. You know, they had the popcorn, the, you know, $17 beers, and they were heckling and screaming and yelling. They were having a blast. And, you know, it, it was just funny to see so many South Florida people that definitely weren't hockey people, but they were there watching the game and they were rooting them on. They had way more gear than I did, and uh, they supported their team. So, you know, like that's funny that you said that as far as, like, they don't know their yeah. hockey fans yet. They go to one game, they buy all the gear, and then they start going. Yeah, yeah, they're hooked. Yeah, they're hooked. Yeah. When they score a goal, they say, touchdown! <laughs> it's just going to be exciting. Does that like, count John, for one? Yeah. <laughs> it's just going to be exciting, I think, like John was talking about, you know, to be able to go to the bar in the wintertime. And it's another reason to go out and just get with the guys. I mean, and actually either go to yeah. the game or go to the bar and watch the hockey team that's, you know, two miles away. And uh, hopefully they're playing yeah. meaningful games in March or so. It's uh, – yeah, I'm excited, man. I can't fucking wait. It's the perfect city for hockey. I, I John, you, you got. Yeah, I can't believe stuck. they haven't had a team. Yeah, yeah it, it's a great city for hockey, and I, I'm I can't even. I, I'm excited because I know that fan base. You know, as as a football fan myself too. You know, outside of hockey, I know the way yeah. that that and soccer too. I mean, you guys, you know, you guys are you know yeah. big soccer yeah. city too. You know, you guys embrace your sport teams, and it, that's just good for the league. It's gonna be it's gonna be so fun to watch. Um, and that's exactly what the NHL needs. Uh, they need like, you know, these cutting edge kind of cities to bring the, bring the league back to the forefront and kind of get them more viewers and stuff. And I think Seattle's perfect. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping they bring that, that kind of Seahawks state uh, stadium yes. environment yeah. inside, yep. right. In some capacity, right. It might not be the same, but those games, I mean, they can pump all the auto you want, but that those things are rocking. I've been to a couple <laughs> yeah. and it's like, yeah, it is crazy. It is yeah, crazy. It is. I mean, so I'm I'm excited years. to see how that translates into the arena. No doubt. Hey, John, do you want to stay on and talk hockey with us, or do you got to hop? Uh, how much? You, how how long are you gonna go? Uh, uh, like twenty minutes, maybe fifteen, twenty. Like 20 minutes. It's up to you guys. Up to you guys. What do you want? I'll stay if you want. I. This is yeah, the only yeah. thing that's keeping me going, right? <laughs> Talking hockey. We we just do like yeah. around the rink real quick. We have like. Three or four topics to banter. It'd be like another twenty minute. As you, if you guys are cool with me, stay. Yeah, yeah. All right, we, cool. We we each have a topic, John, and you just put your opinion in. All right, that's it. All right, I got opinions. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Everybody's there you go. got an opinion. All right, boys, <laughs> let's do a little around the rink here on the Blue Line Club tonight's blue, uh, around the rinks brought to you by Belfour Spirits tonight. Our old boy, Eddie Belfour's whiskey. Check him out. If you haven't seen it yet, it's awesome. He sent us some samples. Pat's the only one that's finished his, I think in the first like six Empty hours box. he had it. Empty box. Empty <laughs> box. Good stuff. Check out Belfour Spirits, some good whiskeys and ryes. If you haven't checked them out, support Eddie Belfour and his uh, new adventure with his son. Elbows up. up, baby. Yeah. We all know Eddie likes to drink. So follow <laughs> suit and buy some of his whiskey. All right, let's get started with Around the Rink, boys. Let's start with uh, – how about we start with Derek? I think he's got a little rule change tonight he wants to talk about. What's up, Derek? No, not not necessarily a rule change, but the uh, 
kind of what the NHL is uh, progressing towards with the uh, player tracking and puck tracking. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I thought that was kind of – I think it's kind of a pretty cool concept. They've been working on this for, you know, a little while now. They've implemented it in a few games here and there. It's kind of interesting because they're actually going to put, like, a tag – you know, like, the equipment manager is going to actually put, like, a tag inside the, each player's jersey at some point. There'll be, like, an antenna up in this, you know, up in the rafters of the rink, some, you know – bunch of cameras focusing on each uh, that will, you know, because of that tag, you know, pick up on specific players as the, uh, as the game goes on. And then the puck itself will have a sensor that's have a, you know, they've done a ton of testing on it. They were worried about the puck not having like a real game feel like a regular NHL puck. It's withstood every single test they've taken. I just think it's going to bring a lot to the game. I think it'll, I think it's like a neat fan experience, you know, to kind of enhance it when you're, you know, when you're going against, you know, the NFL, which is obviously the lead dog in all the sports world right now, Major League Baseball, everything else, you know, the NHL has to start thinking of different concepts to kind of make their game more intriguing to, you know, maybe somebody who's not exactly a fan. I think this is a, is a really, really neat concept going on. I think it's going to enhance the uh, viewership uh, of the league. And I just thought, you know, I thought I'd throw it out there and see what you guys think about that that whole uh, concept of tracking the players and tracking the puck. Um, it's going to give a whole bunch, you know, Robbie Pete up there as an analytic guy. It's going to bring a whole bunch more analytics to the game and stuff like that, too. So um, you got a lot of, you know, millennial nerds out there that will like that kind of stuff, too. So, yeah, uh, it's just yeah. I think it's going to be able to be used for, you know, let's say a tough guy in front of the net, like uh, how. How, you know, what's the percentage of him standing in front of the net or how much does he go into the corner? Like they're going to have red hot spots, right? Um, so teams are going to be able to use that. I, I don't know 100% if, you know, how that's going to be utilized. But, uh, um, I, you know, we all know about the puck. They used to have that. When did that come out? Uh, late 90s, I think. Uh, you know, you'd see the yellow streak or whatever. Um, that didn't last too long. But um, That was good. This is, <laughs> well, I was just kind of keeping an eye on the puck for people that couldn't keep up or whatever. But uh, um, just the, the stat-wise and um, um, things like that, I think it's pretty cool, I guess. I don't know. They can they can do maybe some cool replays or uh, shit like that. So um. Yeah, I mean, the way Derek was um, setting it up there, I was thinking about the NFL, and I actually ran into a guy down here in Florida, and what his son does is he's a stat guy for – um, the Green Bay Packers and his job is to figure out what teams are doing on certain plays and stuff like that. So he watches tons of film and I'm sure he uses some kind of analytic system that, you know, we're talking about now. And so he'll give information to the coaches and the offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, and he'll say, you know, if Gronk's lined up wide out, um, 90% of the time, the ball's going to the left side to this receiver, or, you know, this, this running back's lined up to the right and this wide receiver's to the left 90% of the time. They're going to run this play. So they give all this information to the coaches and the staff, and then that's how they can do their scouting. So they have, like, a better scouting system. Where the, the better their stats guy, the better scouting they are, have on the opposition. And these guys get fired and hired just like players, right? He was down in um, – uh, Tampa for a while then you know coaches got fired he got fired he followed the coach up to Green Bay he was in Philadelphia so like that kind of position that you never hear about on TV or in the media too much and that shit's going on behind the scenes so I see this kind of stat system for the NHL 
where the teams are going to take all this information that they're getting from these chips and the, the puck and, you know, how hard is this guy shooting? How often is this guy on the ice in this situation? Or, you know, just give them all this information to, to digest to go into the scouting of the next game. So that's kind of where I see the help positioning a scouting system. What do you think, John? Uh, I think that's it's a really interesting uh, thing, and you guys have already hit on most of them, is – is the viewing aspect for the, the, the fan, right? Particularly if you can kind of integrate that more on kind of watching on a computer or some screen or some hybrid screen where you can kind of toggle what you, uh, in, in a perfect world, you toggle what you want to see. Like if you want to see player speed, great. If you want to see puck tracking, great. Like that's fine too, because, uh, you know, there, there is a complaint that people can't see the puck but if you can kind of do this with like a, a overlay without offending other people that might not want it, that would be great. And I mean, I've seen like time on ice, you could track time on ice a little easier and even, and then you brought up uh, about the scouting and how it's used, but imagine just at, at a very simple standpoint is a power play and you can kind of see trends and data going how a, per, a particular team manages their power play that might go, you know, left side hash or who knows right or ovechkin might score uh in the normal normal spot people probably know that already but but yeah. i think it's going to be interesting and there and there's multiple components there's the the fan experience like watching it on tv and then there's also the scouting like you brought up i thought i think it's exciting but i don't think anybody knows how far this is going to go yet that's a good point john i i think uh a really good point actually and it's like uh nhl teams you know they're going to scouts and stuff are going to really lock in on this analytical data. You know, it's going to be, it'll yeah. be interesting how it changes, like, you know, actually how good a team's power play, you know, like if you got the number one power play in the league, you know, people are going to start really locking in on how those analytics of what yeah. you do, you know, and it'll, it'll go. The habits, you know, yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. And it's going to be interesting how, you know, with all that data, how, how different teams respond and, you know, it might it might affect how good a team's like you get you get the number one power play in the league. It might really start affecting it because people will be locking in yeah. on certain analytics of it. You know, yeah, so that's right. That's a great that's a yeah. great point, man. Really great point. Peters, what do you got, man? Yeah, I, I mean, I that's can't really contribute too much more on top of that. You guys have hit just about every point. That's all great. right. Um, okay, let's let's. Is that all you got, man? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. To, we'll we'll start with uh, with Pat's question next on around the rink, and then we'll let Robbie respond first because he got fucked on that one. What do you got? <laughs> well, it's it's not like uh, uh, anything that's getting implemented or anything. I just you know came up with a, a topic of uh, you know man down, uh, you score a goal, um, should the penalty be erased? Um, you know, a few people, hockey analysts, talk about it every once in a while. Um, couple GMs talk about it to me I don't think I don't think the NHL will go for it just because you know the NHL is based on scoring now so they want to keep that or you know that advantage to put the puck in the net so I don't know I'd, I guess uh, it could be like you know you know we scored a man down you know you guys suck penalty over <laughs> uh, but you know the way the I don't know I I just I'm old school, so I don't think I don't think it should change. I like it the way it is. Um, uh, you score on a man down, fucking bonus, uh, great. But um, 
I, I, on the other hand, I'm always playing both hands. But yeah, we scored on a man down, so erase the penalty. I don't know. I don't know. Speaking of going, yeah. going both ways, Pete, you have the uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have the most uh, pin minutes out of any of us on the show. So, what's your, what are your thoughts on this? Well, uh, you know, there, there's only uh, a couple ways to to really go. The, the the rule is if you if you have a penalty then you know you're you're playing man down so if you score on man down you know to me in my mind you know that's the fuck the ultimate fuck you um, <laughs> so no, I, I don't I don't think they should change the rule I, I it doesn't make sense that you change the rule because it's meant for the other team is supposed to be scoring goals. If they're that bad, then there's a big mismatch in, in play. So that's yeah. it. Yeah. I'm a traditionalist as well, Pat. I mean, I, I think, I think you're right. However, I think you could, uh, I've always thought about that though. Like when I was playing hockey, I was, I always thought to myself, like, you know, if you scored a man down, I was like, man, you know, why don't we get a little bit of uh reprieve from what, what just happened? I mean, if it, <laughs> You know, if the if the other team scores a goal, you know the, the the power play's over. You know, so like, why doesn't it go the opposite way? So, but I don't know. I mean, I think you could implement it maybe, but I would never want to see it implemented like on a major penalty. I think the major penalties should always be like yeah. left alone. You know, maybe on a minor penalty, like you might I don't be think honest. You can release five minutes. Right. Yeah. You don't want to release a five minute penalty because that's right. you know that's a you huge part of the game. The yeah. 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 I mean, somebody's cross-check somebody across the back of the neck or something and get a five-minute penalty. I think the other team deserves to score as many goals as they want to. Feels shame. Yeah, so shame. I don't know. I think maybe maybe with minor penalties, maybe not major penalties, but John, you can give your take. What you well, I, I try to be open to all new ideas, right, yeah. just as a baseline. That's what I try to do. I don't really have any conviction about this one way or the other, but I do wonder if that, if that puts more of the skilled players on the penalty kill with an attempt to to potentially score like maybe you see Patrick Kane on on the on the, the penalty kill just be, to try to win it uh and end yeah. it but that I don't have much conviction other than that would be the the kind of the benefit that I see in doing the changing the that's world. an interesting point actually yeah yeah my take I, yeah my take is uh you know the way the NHL goes now it's like you can't even touch the guy it's a penalty so I mean I'm watching the game and it's like so many fucking penalties now it pisses me off and you know so in that respect, it'll cancel some of these bullshit penalties. Like, that wasn't a fucking tripping. Let's go score a goal and get this shit over with. You know, because I I just get so aggravated when I see some of these penalties, and I kind of talk about it too much on the show. But, you know, we're, I'm old school hockey. I mean, I don't believe some of these calls are worth being a penalty. So, I mean, if that in that re- aspect, I think there's too many penalties already. So to give the team the chance to get to, you know, get a goal and, and – Tell the ref to go fuck himself, then it's good stuff. <laughs> but yeah, that's true. Yeah, so we got that going for us. Let's get on to uh, the next question. And Peters, what do you have tonight, buddy? Well, my question is for you know Gretzky's holding sixty out of sixty-one records that he retired with. Um, and with the pause, does anybody think Obi really has uh, a chance at breaking that record? The scoring record. Most goals. Yeah. yeah. Let, go, I mean, let John go first. It definitely well, does. Does. Uh, I don't know. So. All right, you go in second. No, just kidding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I I think I think he could do it as long as next season's not impacted, like shortened somehow. 
Uh, I still think he's got a chance because you're really only cutting 10 games out of this season. I don't know how many how many Washington played, but of course, if they throw this whole season out from the record books, that would be a different story. But I, I think he's still got a shot, but he's always who the hell knows, man. I don't know. It's crazy to watch. Do you think he's going to break it, John? Uh, I think yes. I've thought yes, but I'm not confident. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put a lot of money on that bet. Yeah. It's tough to say. I mean, you know, Ovi gets hat tricks like crazy, right? So he could have had a, let's say two more, let's say one more hat trick. And yeah, I don't know. It's definitely putting a, a, a damper on his goals. But uh, I think if he stays healthy and what, you know, he's only going to get, I don't know, more knowledge. And I don't know if he, I think I, th- I would, I would say more that he's going to be the scoring title for sure. Well, I think what we're gonna... discounting, what we're discount though is the he he was ramping up. I mean, he was on fire right up until the top. Yeah. Right? So yeah. what we don't know is could there have been a tear in there? You know, three, four. You know, yeah. who, who knows? We're seeing such high uh, goal scoring games now that you know, for him to pull out four or five goals, you know. What's surprising anyway? Yeah, four goals a game. Would, four goals a game by Ovi. It's like just they run through that on NHL news. Like next topic, you know, it's for <laughs> <laughs> a hat trick and another news. Yeah, they. Uh, it's. It, I think it could benefit him actually this kind of thing because you know an older player. You know, he's kind of getting huh. a little bit of time to you know let his body heal up, and you know he's not getting the attrition that normally happens so i agree with john i agree with a lot of you guys but i mean i i think he will eventually beat this scoring record i really do i think uh he's got a young little buck at home now too a young young uh child at home that i was married to his wife yeah there you go so he's (laughs) he's probably gonna be in he's gonna be in great shape from a physical standpoint from the wife he's with and he's got a lot he's got a lot mentally to go for with having a young, young uh, child at home. So I think he will, I think, I think he's going to do this, man. I really do. And I think that if you look on the positive note, which we all need to do these days with the COVID situation, I think it maybe could help his body. And I think maybe, uh, you know, it'll maybe prolong the career a little bit. And I think he'll, uh, I think it'll be all right, man. I think it'll be all right. And I think it's going to be, he's nasty, dude. I mean, it's talking, I remember John talking to, you know, saying like, on the power play, you kind of know where he's going to be, even though you know where he's going to be, man. He just like sits there with like a stick up in the air, you know, like, oh, one timer. Yeah. Just give it to me, man. I don't, I don't care if everybody on the ice knows where I am, <laughs> just pass the freaking puck and I'm going to smash it in the top corner. You know, like it doesn't matter. So um, yeah, it, I think that's great. Yeah. I, I think the one thing like Rob touched on that could hurt him is like every player, even though he's, you know, one of the greats can go into a slump, right? So he's in, you know, the best, probably goal scoring of his career what before this stuff delayed. Um, can he get back to that level right away if the season picks back up? Or does he fall into a five, six-game slump where he gets a couple goals? Because right? he was scoring every night, multiple goals. I mean, he was on fire, like Rob said. So I think the only thing that might really hurt him this year is, like, can he pick up where he left off? Because it's not easy to do, especially, like, not, not practicing, not in game shape, throwing right back into the end of a season – uh, high caliber paced games. So that's the only th- thing that I think I could fuck him up right now. If he keeps pouring well, his wife. The only thing I'd add on top of that is, you know, everybody is, 
at, has had the same time off. So everybody is looking. Everybody is anxious and ready to get back on the ice. And, you know, I, I'm not sure that's enough, you know, at the end of the day. Just turning the switch back on. There's a, you know, he could be on fire, but if, if Holby is, you know, shit in the bed, if, you know, there are a, a whole team that has to be moving at the same pace. Yeah. It's not yeah. that easy. Yeah. All right. The last question before we get John off the air here is uh, the round the ring question that I have tonight is just to go over a little bit what happened in uh, last week's NFL draft. I know it's off topic for our hockey show, but um, the only real sports we've really had to interact with in the last uh, couple months here or whatever the hell it's been. Um, pretty cool. Get some sports on TV. It's been a while. Actually, something that was exciting to watch, something that I didn't know the outcome of before I watched it. So um, good stuff. I mean, he too's our all-around sports guy. He's a big Chiefs fan. They had the last pick, of course, but they ended up getting a nasty pick out of it. Fucking lucky bastards. Yeah. But um, what do you think, boys? What do you got? We'll let Derek go first. Oh, no, I thought it was awesome. I, I thought it was cool to see, like, uh, you know, GMs and coaches and stuff letting their kids be around the whole situation. I thought that was awesome, man. I think I think us as a society, maybe we'll learn a little bit from this, like, understand, like, the you know, the importance of, like, you know, no matter, like, your work situation, like, maybe we can, like, adapt these situations a little better in life to uh, make our quality of life a little bit better. And I, I thought that was the coolest thing about all of it is, like, seeing, like, the kids interact, like, with their father as they're, like, making this pick, you know. Even though they're like these, you know, super high level GMs in the world and stuff, their kids are sitting there on their lap and stuff. I thought that was the greatest thing. And uh, yeah, Johnny, go ahead and touch on that too. Up you up in Seattle, you know, that's a big football city. So yeah, let me know what you think, man. Yeah, I, I hate to, I, I watch football, but I didn't watch much of the draft. Uh, <laughs> I saw a lot online and Twitter, but I always think about how that might translate. I'm a big hockey draft, NHL draft guy. I yep. love watching the NHL draft and I was in Vancouver last year. I love it. It was like the coolest experience, but um, I wonder if they could bring that kind of same vibe uh, this year to the NHL draft and talking about these kids and they come from all these countries and like, you know, they, they're going to be up at like, you know, 2 yeah, a.m. Yeah. or whatever in Finland. And, and uh, I think it would be pretty cool to see that. Um, there's plenty of coverage of, of football here and it's just like, it's almost overwhelming, honestly. Sure. So uh, but but that's how I look at it is how we can parlay that into the NHL. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I you know football is mainly the United States draft, right? So uh, NHL yeah. would be worldwide and all hours of the night. And people, it'd be funny to see you know kids falling asleep and falling out of chairs and shit like that. <laughs> but uh, down here in Carolina, Carolina Panthers, they went uh, defense. I think they pretty much picked all defense. Uh, just to uh, beef up that. Uh, so I'm pretty excited about the Panthers down here. Uh, we'll see what happens. But, um, yeah, hopefully the NHL draft uh, figures something out because, uh, like uh, John said, we all want to watch that. And it might be a little more exciting, actually. Hey, yeah. What do you got? Any poor bastards get drafted to the Bills? <laughs> um, I didn't watch the draft either. But, uh, John, I'm curious. What did you think of the All-Star the show that they put on this year? All-Star show. In St. Louis? NHL, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I thought uh, that that Target thing, uh, as far as the, uh, I forget what they, the shooting stars where they were up in the crowd, yeah. I thought that was cool in the skills competition. Yeah, yeah. It obviously needs to be reworked as far as the scoring, so not everybody's going for the same thing. 
I'm a big uh, women's hockey fan and supporter. I'm watching. This is a hey, Boston Pride. Pride, yeah. Let's yeah. see it. So, yeah. yeah. So that's the National Women's uh, Hockey League in Boston. Gary Granado uh, out there, Seattle. Yeah, that's right. That's another one. But there's a female that's from uh, the, the Seattle area that's playing for the Boston Pride. So uh, okay. whenever I'm out in Boston, I, I definitely go check her out just to be a fan of, of hers and support her. Nice. It's a good environment. But I love seeing the women on there. That was that was pretty cool. Um, you know, I, I'm – I know there's a lot of people that hate the all-star game, but I, I tend to enjoy it. It's a casual thing. It's, there's no pressure. It's, it's good to see some of the personalities like, like Derek was saying about kind of the GMs in the draft and the personalities that come out. Like it, it humanizes these people that we're used to seeing like stoic in front of a microphone. They're, they're people yeah. too. And, and I, I think that was really, that's really cool about the all-star game too, not to tie it all back to hockey, but Hey, that's, yeah. that's me. Yeah, no, I, I liked how they came up through the stands and you know, kind of came, yeah. Uh, yeah. more of an interactive experience. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I see Toronto joined the uh, Women's League, right? Is that yeah, right that's there? right. Yeah, that's they just good. announced an expansion to Toronto. That's, that's it's weird. The, women, the women's hockey game is really like a political nightmare right now. Yeah, um, everybody wants to support it, right? Everybody's got good intentions, but it's just they have different methods on how they want to do that. So, um in the meantime, I'm going to support at all of Never. them, right? And watch yeah. it. Like, yeah. So I just love hockey, man. Like, honestly, yeah. I don't care what level you're playing. High school, college, women's, doesn't matter. I just love it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, just uh, I'll touch on the draft a little bit is that, you know, I like, like you said, you got to see the coaches and the GMs in their home offices and stuff like that. That was cool. Obviously, some of them had ripping pads, which was kind of neat to see. But <laughs> it was also kind of cool to see, like, some of these players, you know, because usually you'll see them at the draft in like a four thousand dollars suit, and then you see them at home in their fucking sweatpants, and you're like, "Hey, his house, his house is shittier than mine." <laughs> yeah, so that, on the wall, yeah, with like a, with like a dorm, yeah. sitting in yeah. a room with like a dorm fridge behind them, and <laughs> a light, you know, like a light bulb hanging from the ceiling that has no like picture in it. So yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the Giants picked a big fat fucked lineman. Wasn't too exciting for me to see, I, you know. <laughs> but you know, as far as a, if we want to touch on the women's stuff right before we get off, I mean we did see a little bit come out about how the NHL needs to support uh, WNHL pretty much league in order for it to get going. And you know, and a lot of times, you know, like the WNBA, uh, they struggled to get fans, and they really needed the money behind them to sustain because it's expensive to you know have these professional teams and fly them everywhere and you know it's it's a lot of money so you know, what do you guys think do you think the nhl should get behind this league and um help support them have a you know financially stable league that they can uh, be confident in playing with in and not have to worry about hopping between two leagues and all the other bullshit that they've had I, to deal with i think we talked about it before i, I my suggestion was you know the boston pride for example you know have them play, you know, before a Bruins game or something, you know, the whole thing of exiting people out and then bringing back in the Bruins fan. I don't know how that would work, but, you know, something like that. Maybe uh, if you if you buy a Bruins ticket for uh, tonight's game, you're, you know, you can pay half off to go to a Pride game or you get, you know, a free beer or something to get people in there. I, th I think that's for sure. I mean, I think that would – I would do that, you know, like John said, he loves hockey, all kinds. I do too. 
if us five guys are going to a Bruins game, let's go check out some girls games and we get a free beer. Fuck it. Let's go. <laughs> I think, man, listen, we're, I'm up here at, uh, you know, in Canton, New York. So there's, you know, St. Lawrence university has a division one women's and men's uh, team. Uh, Clarkson, Clarkson's women's women's national. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Clarkson women's and, and men's, you know, great hockey programs up here. I actually enjoy this. This is going to maybe sound ridiculous. To some of you guys, but I actually enjoy, I love watching the women's games more than I like watching the men's game these days, because like, it's like, it's a more finesse game. It's uh, my kids love watching it. It's like a better atmosphere for my kids to watch it. Um, I really enjoy it, man. Women's hockey has come, you know, a long, long way from when I was playing hockey, like in high school and college and stuff like that in the late nineties. So, I mean, these, these girls are, you know, legit. legit uh, yeah. They legit. really are. I mean, and these guys, there's, there's, I remember uh, watching Clarkson last year or the year before, and they had some Russian or, you know, Yugoslavian girl, man. And I was like, holy, I mean, she would just tear the ice up. And I was just like, where'd this girl come from? Like, but uh, I mean, this women's hockey is not maybe, you know, if you're just the average listener to watching hockey and all you pay attention to is the NHL or men's hockey, women's hockey is like so far advanced as, as far as what you might think the game is. And I would encourage everyone to go out and watch some women's hockey on any level because it really is come so far. And it's, it's, it's really fun to watch because men, you know, men are out there, you know, they're knocking heads and stuff like that. But the women's game is a little bit more finesse. Uh, they're still it's still pretty physical, actually. Like, you know, it's uh, it's, it's really fun to watch. And I encourage every hockey fan out there to go and look at uh, sure. some women's hockey. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of uh, compared to the. USA women's soccer team, you know, and how good they are. And now they kind of get snubbed compared to the men's team and how much they, less they get paid and all that controversy that they've had over the years. But um, very good athletes winning gold medals, um, you know, performing better than the men's team. Um, just the stigma still there as far as um, women's sports. So, well, um, I mean, I'm not sure if it is stigma, but the money. Oh, here we go. Well, the money is definitely in the men's side of the sports. So it, it does make sense for the girls' game to tack on to the men's game. They ha already have all of the processes in play. You know, but from a business standpoint, you know, the NHL is trying to stay solvent with the men's game. So they're going to have to decide, you know, is this big financial commitment, you know, worth the revenues and, and – the profits that are being made now. Yeah. Um, or does USA Hockey get involved? I mean, they're huge in women's hockey. I mean, they pay the women's hockey players year round um, that are on the USA team. I mean, is that something they would get involved with and support a league? Um, I just, you know, it's hard um, without financial backing to keep these women's leagues going, you know, because it is so expensive. Yeah. It takes and, money to and make I think it successful. It, it's, I think everybody's in just like this, you know, this podcast, like, Everybody wants to support it, but there's almost different views of how to do it, right? Whether USA Hockey might have a different view, Hockey Canada might have a different view, the NWHL has a different view than the NHL, and and then you just have these kind of competing interests. But you guys are all right, right? It's but but nobody really knows for sure the right way, um, and whether you want to subsidize it in the long term benefits of essentially investing in a in a female in a way a female fan base now. To help grow that and inspire little girls to become women and and maybe from a business standpoint become hockey fans right yeah. and 
I don't know the answer. I just know, yeah. I mean, you're you're opening up to an entire new uh, market with the girls, you know, and the more girls you get into the game, the more equipment and shirts and yeah, uh, skates, and, yeah. And, and, you know. So yeah. from a business standpoint, it, it makes a lot of sense to do it. Yeah, um, I would think. Yeah. Well. Well, boys, the producer's in my ear right now. We got to wrap it up. Uh, we got a little long tonight. We got John to stay on a little extra. We appreciate, appreciate you, John. Appreciate the time you staying on. That was a lot of tonight. fun, boys. Yeah, yeah it was. Me seeing, so I thank you. <laughs> yeah. All Good right, boys. Face, Another yeah. great episode, yeah. episode ninety-seven tonight. And uh, check us out on Twitter, Facebook. Our YouTube channel has all these podcasts on video now. Um, so check out the website, Blue Line Hockey Club, for our podcasts and all of our social media. Uh, as well. All right, boys, another great one. And until next time, keep your stick on the ice. To you. Will. Oh, doctor. Yeah. Keep your head up. Thanks for coming on, John. Really appreciate it. Yeah, that was cool. It was a lot of fun.